and sing my song. Come, my Savior, pursue me. I'll as we go into your word, Lord, to speak to our hearts. Give to us grace to receive your word. Give to me grace to speak your word, Lord. Supply to my heart the grace to speak your word. Supply to my spirit the spirit of Jesus Christ. Send forth your word again. Give us the pure word of God. Thank you, Father. Give us the pure and undiluted word of the Most High. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Louder, louder, louder. Louder, 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 louder. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. We may be seated. The Lord is good. Everybody say it. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, the God of wealth, the God of Abraham, the God of wealth, someone number 10. Has not been my plan to protract this teaching or somehow it has come thus far. I was talking to you about offerings. We have established very clearly from scriptures. The purpose of tithes and the levels, three tiers of tithes. And uh, we have proved again and again that tithes were never used to build temples. I, I will still, we'll still look at a few more scriptures to establish that further. Hallelujah. Giving tithes to God, giving offerings to God, they are very fundamental to your receiving blessings from God. When you give tithes to God, you are not doing God a favor. Don't think you are doing God a favor when you give Him tithes. Or you give offerings to God. Don't deceive yourself by thinking you are doing God a favor. You are not doing Him a favor. You are just preparing yourself, setting up yourself for the blessings of God. Remember the widow of Zarephath. When he gave to Elijah, he might have thought he was, she was doing Elijah a favor. Do you remember the story? True life story. But well, we are reading this as history. As history, what well, was a true life story? Something that really happened. To her mind, she would have thought she wanted to do the prophet a favor. But tell me, who did the other a favor? 
Was it the widow of Sarephah that did Elijah a favor? Or Elijah that did her a favor? <laughs> oh, God, give us understanding. When you are giving to God, you are not doing God a favor. You are setting up yourself for a blessing. When you are giving to God's institution or to God's servants, even directly to his servant, you are not doing God or his church or his servant a favor. You are setting up yourself for a miracle. The moment you have the mind of doing God a favor, you lose your blessing. Because you can't do God a favor. He's the one sustaining your life. The moment you have the mind you are doing God a favor, pride has come into your giving. And it pollutes your seed. You won't get a hundredfold from that. Forget it. So our tithes and offering are very, very important. They are very, very fundamental. God takes notice of them for him to know what we deserve from him. Hallelujah. Your blessings come from heaven. From the most high God. And he gives to you according to what you have done. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Haggai chapter 2. Don't forget the purpose of this teaching. Is to help you to plug in into the blessings of the God of Abraham. I told you the God of Abraham is the God of wealth. And I'm giving you principles that will help you to plug in to receive his blessings so you can be richly blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Amen. Bless beyond what any employer can pay you. I pray that you will get there in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 2. I want to read through it very quickly again. What version am I going to read today? Maybe we take the NIV. Uh, shall I take NLT? Let's let's go on with this NIV. Haggai or Haggai, anyone you like. Chapter 2, 1 to 9, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, 
speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah. So Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in his former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? Now be strong. O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land. Declares the Lord. And walk. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine declares the Lord Almighty. Verse 8 again, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house shall be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Amen. Let's read chapter 1 also. Chapter 1 to remind ourselves what we said. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Jehoshedek, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but you have harvested little. That's a condition of God not giving blessing. Or that condition? God not giving blessing. They planted much, they harvested little. God was not giving blessing upon the work of their hands. 
because they neglected the building of his house. You have planted much, but you have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You I mean your clothes are not good enough. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. That's a condition of a curse, not a blessing anymore. How did they come under this condition? Because they refused to build the house of the Lord. They did not build the house of the Lord. They were running everyone to his own desires. I want this, I want that. And they neglected the building of the house of the Lord. And it attracted a penalty from the Lord which amounted to a condition of God not giving blessing anymore upon the works of their hands. It resulted in a curse for them. God said they were earning into a bag of holes. That means they were walking, but they were not seeing the result. Why did they come under this condition? God said it. He said because they neglected the building of his house. The building of the temple of the Lord. Now take note here. God did not say where are the tithes. God was complaining here. That they did not build the temple. He didn't ask for the tithes. Hello. He never said where are the tithes. That we should use them to build a temple. Rather, he penalized the whole nation for not giving offerings that were necessary for the building of the temple. Giving to God. What do we learn from this? Our giving to God should not be delayed. It should not be the last thing after we have done everything we want to do with money. It should be the first thing. What other lessons? Giving to God's project is not what is to wait. It is your own projects that are to wait. Uh, the, the building of your own house should wait for the building of the house of God. Are you surprised I'm saying that? Because it's God that can keep you alive. And it's God that makes provision for you to build your house. I'm building my house at this time. I can't participate in the building of the Lord's house. That will not bring you a blessing from God. It's the building of your house you are to hold on. And not the building of God's house. If you want to be a true child of God anywhere. God blame the people here. For completing their own houses beautifully. That's what it means by paneled houses. They had resources to complete their houses beautifully. 
Then they didn't have resources to build the house of God. Then he attracted a curse upon them from God. Because God does not expect you as a child of God to put your own project first before God's project. I'm not talking of paying the salaries of your staff if you have staff. Are you understanding? I don't believe God will expect you to bring the money you are to use to pay those who have worked for you. Are you hearing me? And say you have given it to God and they go home without salaries. Because that has broken another law. Are you understanding now? Don't say I want to give an offering. I can't pay you this month. God will not have hand in that. For he says the wages of a laborer must not wait till tomorrow. Are you understanding now? But what you are to stop is the new things. They are the new things you want to buy for yourself. The new conveniences you want to give to yourself. Those are the things you are to stop. And put God's project first. Hallelujah. 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 This is the way to live to receive the greatest from God. Uh, look at verse 4. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Hallelujah. Let me read in NLT verse 4. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruin? Honestly, brother, God is not against luxury. Don't get God wrong here. Amen. God is not against luxury. Actually, God wants to give you luxury. He wants you to have beautiful cars, beautiful SUV, whatever you want. He wants to have a beautiful home. He wants to give you enough money to put a air conditioner in every room in your home. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But God will not be impressed if you have to do that at the expense of giving money for his project. Are you understanding? If you now tell God, because I need to put my air conditioners in my house, I need to get uh, new vehicles, I need to complete my building project, and because of that, you are not able to give money for God's building project, for the building of the temple of God, or the things of God, the expenses of God. It will not attract a blessing from God. God will not be happy with it. Because you will be showing to God you are not loyal. You buy more air conditioners, more conveniences for yourself, more vehicles, Build more houses and then you don't have money to build the house of God. Now it's an upside down life. God is not impressed by a way of living like that. A condition like that will not bring us blessings. Uh, hallelujah. We must put God first. Now if you judge yourself, I'm not saying this because of anybody. Uh, I, we just, this scripture is a longer way. But if it's rebook you, then just correct yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, so don't think I'm this is not personalized. 
I didn't plan this to be among my texts. I'm just showing you how to plug in into wealth. Amen. Those who will plug in into God's wealth must put God first. What did I say? Say that again. Those who will plug in, say it. Into God's wealth must put God first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, can God still do something like this today? Why not? Uh, why not? He's still the same God. Neglecting God and focusing on your conveniences shows you don't realize it's your source. You don't realize it's the one giving you all you have. That's the meaning. Because if you do, you will not do that. You will not do like that. Do you know there are people who build houses and don't live in it? How many of you know that? That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. There are people who finish building fine houses, walk through the finishing and watch the tiles and uh, let everything, see everything put in place. And before they plan to move in, they die. Haven't you seen it before? That's why you have to know God is your source. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not teaching you to bring you under a curse. I'm teaching you to correct you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that you don't come under a curse. And if you have broken the principle, just go to God and ask for his forgiveness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Confess your shortcomings or sins and tell him you are going to put everything right. Amen. I don't want you to be under a curse. I must tell you everything the Bible says. Hallelujah. It's merciful. He will forgive you once you're ready to amend your ways. Amen. But if God did it that time, he can do it again. Focusing on your conveniences and never thinking of God, always wanting God's project to wait, will invariably bring a curse. Hallelujah. Because it's the same God. Curse doesn't mean you are going to die. Are you understanding? Did these people die? No. But they were just having problems here and there. Are you understanding? Uh, God is not against them. He didn't hate them. He wanted them to realize they were not doing things right. He allowed them to keep having those problems, hoping that, okay, they will wonder, why are things not working? Are there things I need to correct? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's still an act of love. God is love every time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we have gone as far as uh, we have gone as far as why are you living in luxurious houses when my house lies in ruin? This is what the Lord of Heaven says. Okay, okay, we've read that. This is what the Lord of This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. The Lord of hosts. Do you know that's the meaning of <laughs> why I said the Lord of hosts? You know it means the Lord of Heaven's armies. Huh? <laughs> If you want to know any commander in chief, that's God. 
commander in chief of the armed forces of heaven. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Remember Elisha, when the king of Syria sent a host to go and arrest him, and they surrounded his house, and Elisha looked at them. Who are these ones? They, do they know what they are doing at all? And his servant was shaking, my lord, my master, they have surrounded our house. He said, Lord, open his eyes. And then he saw a heavenly host surrounding them. Give the Lord a big shout! God is still the same. He can still do it today. Amen. When people believe in me, we always do it. If God does not repeat miracles of the past, it's because people are not believing like people of the past. He wants to do even greater miracles. Hallelujah. He said, Lord, open his eyes. And he saw a heavenly horse that <laughs> was surrounding them. Aha, uh -huh, he said, I, I, I see we are saved now. And confidently, Eli Elisha went to them. Confidently. He said, who are you looking for? God had blinded them. They didn't know him again. He said, who are you? They said, Elisha. He said, come, I will take you to where he is. I will take you there. He took them to the king's palace. And while they were in the king's palace, the national army surrounded them. And then he said, Lord, open their eyes. And then they saw they were in a trap. And the king said, Alas, my master, should I kill them? He said, Did you arrest them? <laughs> he said, Give them food. Let them go back to their master. So they gave them food. I'm sure they would not be afraid while eating. <laughs> they wouldn't know whether it was the last meal. Whether it was last supper. Maybe they would cut off their heads after the, after the meal. Elisha said, don't kill them. Give them food, let them go back to their master. So they ate and they went back. They never came again. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I love that title. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of heaven's armies. He can surround you with heaven's armies. Anytime, any day. If you dare to believe him. Amen. If you believe it is the same yesterday and today and forever, He will do it for you. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what's happening to you. Now, go up into the hills. Bring down timber. And build my house. Then I will take pleasure in it. Verse 9 again, you hope for each harvest. But they, but they were poor. That means the harvest were not good. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because, of my, because my house lies in ruin, says the Lord of heaven's armies. While all of you are busy building your own fine houses. 
It's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew, and the earth produces no crops. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills, a drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops, a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. That was a hard judgment. I said that was a hard judgment. Hallelujah. I pray you will not come under judgment in Jesus' name. If you have offended the Lord, I pray we forgive you. But turn a new leaf in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why did he do that to them? Because he loved them. Not because he hated them. He didn't want them to go astray from him. Because if he left them like that, they will keep going farther and farther. Are you following? See, they will become idol worshippers. He wanted their hearts to come closer. God chastises his children in love, not in hatred. And the purpose of every chastisement is to bring his people back to himself. Amen. Amen. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and the whole remnant of God's people, began to obey the message from the Lord their God. They began to do what? They began to obey. You too must begin to obey. Amen. That will bring you a time of refreshing, a time of blessing from God. Amen. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. The people did what? I pray that you too will fear the Lord as you hear the word of the Lord. You see, some people hear the word of God, they don't fear the Lord. And they, it will end up in their destruction. The fear of God is very, very important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord sparked enthusiasm. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the enthusiasm of Jeshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people, they began rebuilding the house of their God, the Lord of Heaven's armies, on September 21 of the second year of King Darius. Are you surprised? It says September has translated the date to today's calendar. They didn't use that calendar at that time. But all of those things can be reckoned. 
and read it in NIV. Verse 14, so the Lord stirred up the spirit. That means tear them up. That's what NLT says, spark their enthusiasm. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of jo Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to walk on the house of the Lord Almighty their God. On the 24th day of the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you give to God, He's going to give back to you. Learn to put God first. Amen. What did I say? Before you buy your air conditioners, think of what you are going to give to God. Amen. Don't put your conveniences first. Don't let giving to God be the price of your conveniences. Are you getting what I'm saying now? You know what that means? Of course you know. You're, you're all educated. When it happens that because of what I need to get for myself, because I need to make myself more comfortable, I can't give to God now. That's not good. That means, that means the price of your conveniences is that you cannot give to God. That means you are sacrificing the offering you are to give to the Lord. Give to the Lord to get your conveniences. Don't live that way. Amen. If you want to plug in to this great blessing that can make you super rich beyond your expectation, you can't afford to live that way. But if you want to be on your own, then you may do what you like. But when you are on your own, when problem comes, God will tell you you are on your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So please don't be on your own. Remain hooked on to God. Remain connected to God in the best way you can. Amen. That's the best for you and for your children, for your family, for your posterity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Silver and gold belong to God. So you can't get it better from anyone. Some people are ridiculous. They are going to Satan to get money. Nobody can bless you like God. I was going to Lagos. I was in a public transport. Sometimes when I go to Lagos, I prefer to go by public transport because if I'm not sure of that area, for various reasons, one of the reasons is if I'm too tired, I've not slept enough, then I cannot drive. It's foolish to drive when you are not uh, fresh. Secondly, uh, if I'm not sure of that area, so you don't go and fall into the hands of these last man fellows. 
and where you are going, you cannot get it, and they will tell you to pay fine of 25,000. So once I'm not sure of the maneuvering in that place, I better go by public transport. Or some other reason. This day I was going to Lagos. I was in a vehicle. And this fellow was so annoyed. Was so annoyed with the whole world, with the government, with everybody. Everybody is bad. That's why they are having a tough time. The government is not good. The passengers are wicked. Everybody was wicked. He said, look at this one. He wants me to take him from here to Osho Depot. So, so, no. He said, Yanakwaja, the woman wanted to pay an amount. The money was small. So he was so annoyed. He said, these people, they don't want us to succeed. Look at what he wants to pay. He was angry with everybody. And he said he was going to serve the devil. He will not serve God again. And I had to be a plea, oh, please don't serve the devil. <laughs> I was speaking, I said, Joe, my say, my you. He said, no, he said, everybody's bad. He said, I served God, did he pay him? I said, ah, no, you didn't serve him the right way. You have to be born again. So I started begging, begging him, please don't serve the devil. I said, if I know your house now, I will come to you. He said, the moment he sees me coming, we run. The <laughs> man was so mad, daddy. Finally, he came down. And I said, you have to accept Christ. Everything will be alright. It was a pity I wasn't going too far with them. I had to drop. I wish I could see him again. But I told him where this church is. I hope, I pray we'll come one day. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now some people are just angry with God for nothing. Are you understanding? God is not the one causing your problem. It is your disobedience. It's your failure to align with his principles. Hallelujah. The man was so angry, he said police slapped them again for a small loss. So everything was, he was mad. <laughs> he said the police, they flogged his boss, they, they, they slapped him. He said he was so angry with everybody. From president to everybody. He said the nation is bad. I was not going to serve God again, I was going to start serving the devil. I pray we will not serve the devil in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had to be begging him. Please don't serve the devil. It's not good. I pray the Lord will reach him with salvation. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. What am I saying? He thought the devil will give him money. I, I told him, I said, nobody can bless you like God. I said that to him. He said, I was going to the devil to give me. I said, nobody can bless you like God. I told him, you won't live long if you do that. Hallelujah. I said, you won't live long. Nobody can bless you like God. It's foolish to go to Satan for money. You know the guy said, "Go on, Lord, Father, I'm sure. I'm going to defend the Kakashesho. I'm going to defend the Kakashesho. 
he will use himself for um, ritual to get money. And I told him, you won't live long. Yeah, he said, his children will take the money. I said, oh, the money that comes from Satan doesn't help anybody. I had to appeal to him. I pray the Lord will make my voice to be ringing in his heart again. Until he will come to Christ in Jesus' name. Yeah, little people want to go to the devil for money. The devil can't give you good money. You may get money from Satan, but not the kind of money that will give you peace. He won't give you peace. You go and do juju, do rituals, kill people or kill yourself to get money. You won't live long. You kill other people, you won't live long too. Because you are shed out blood. The judgment of God is upon you. All ugly things will start happening to your children. Because you are killing other people's children to get money. Now your posterity can never be blessed. Iran read the posterity, that's what Yoruba calls Iran. Your descendants. They can never be blessed. Keep killing other people's children to get money. Your posterity will be cursed forever. Unless some of them that get to Christ, that, re- that get born again and come to Christ. Those are the ones that can be delivered. Hallelujah. The devil can never bless you like God. I understand people do rituals to make their businesses prosper. They may not kill anybody this time. They do some other form of rituals. But, the devil can never do anything and do it better than God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never. 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 God, any day, any time, will bless you far more than the devil can bless you. And the devil cannot really bless you because the blessing in quotes is going to turn to a curse. Are you understanding? Everybody that the devil gives things, they are like a sacred cow or fatted cows. Let me say, not sacred cow now. They are like his fatted cows. A cow you are feeding fat only to slaughter one day. Don't be like that. Repent and quit the devil. And let God bless you. God says, silver and gold is mine. It's his. Nobody. Nobody can bless you like God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is nobody who can bless you like God. Only God can bless you. Hallelujah. We don't Only God can bless you. Nobody can bless you like God. There's somebody. Nobody can bless you like God. Your hard work can never bless you like God can. I'm not saying you should not work hard. You know this slogan, no, some of some of these bus drivers, no food for lazy man. Don't you read it? Is it not true? Doesn't the Bible say the same thing? 
The Bible says, he who does not walk, let him not eat. It's in Thessalonians. For some of these bus drivers, they write it, no food for lazy man. It's true, and the Bible says exactly that. The book of Thessalonians says, whoever will not walk, let him not eat. Because in those days, some people are taking advantage of Christian law. And they will not walk. They say the brethren will give them food. You know, the apostles started by bringing all everybody's money together. You remember? And everybody bring your money, bring your wealth. We share it. You are wondering why we are not doing that today. Huh? It will accommodate laziness. That's one of the disadvantages. It's good. But when we are all mature spiritually, are you understanding? And we all discipline ourselves. Nobody will want to be lazy because of that. Nobody will want to uh, be unnecessarily exorbitant because of that. Then it will, it will be a very beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Well, the apostles started to do that in the, the early days of the church. I don't know for how long they did it. But apparently, it didn't continue forever. Are you understanding? That's why we didn't meet it. Did we meet it? Our generation did not meet it. Are you understanding? Even as our ancestors didn't meet it. It didn't continue forever. For too long. Hallelujah. But the charity spirit is still in the church. Are you understanding? Let's give to those who don't have then Paul was saying some people may abuse it. Then they may not work hard. Then Paul said some people actually were abusing it. Are you following? They were abusing it. Then Paul said, whoever will not work, don't give him food. Don't give him money. Hallelujah. The, uh, your hard work can never bless you like God's covenant. I know hard work can bless you. I can't deny that. Somebody who doesn't know God, who works hard, gets a degree, gets a first class, and gets a good job with another company, will he not live well? He will live well. You see, boy, he could die anytime. He could die anytime. Very pathetic, true life story. A classmate of mine will finish together from secondary school, St. Joseph Secondary School, Ondo Town. Very brilliant, easy going, never making trouble, slender young man. I won't call his name because I don't know where this message will get. We'll get to. Might get to his, uh, his widow or who has remarried, whatever, I don't know if she has remarried. I think she must have, or somebody. It pains my heart, the story. Till now, went to University of Ife, finished with the first class, electrical engineering, and got a job with Nepal of old. You remember? I was doing well on the job. Of course, the sky, people will say, is the limit. But don't forget, you have no limits. Yes. But people are trying to say, it will keep going high, high. Higher, higher. But they killed him. Just and 
a death without explanation. Things, the way people die when they are attacked demonically. Was attacked and in a short time he died. That was the end of everything. The end of the first class, the end of the big position they gave him, everything ended. You see, nobody can bless you like God. Even your hard work cannot bless you like God. You have to depend on God. Don't think I can do it by myself. And going to the devil is even worse than depending on your hard work. That one is worse. Because it's going to turn against you in the end. God says silver and gold is his. Silver and gold does not belong to the devil. What's silver and gold? Money. Yoruba made a mistake and they say Shulolowo, Abi. Eh? That's a blunder. They say the, the meaning of that is the devil is the one who owns money. A common saying among Yoruba people, but it's a lie. The devil is not the one who owns money. But God says he's the one who owns money. And he will give it to those who serve him. Amen. Hallelujah. You follow what I'm teaching you in this series. You can become the richest in the world. You can, I said. You have the capacity. It depends on your level of submission, your level of spirituality. Because God will not bless you beyond your spirituality. Are you understanding? Otherwise the money will turn you crazy. If you are a carnal person, there is a limit to which God will bless you. As long as you are at that level of carnality. Because the money will turn you crazy. That's why I say for you to be rich, and rich indeed, is you need to be spiritual. That God knows no amount of money I put in this fellow's hand that will make him crazy. Hallelujah. Verse 8, Haggai, two chapter, Haggai chapter 2 verse 8. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Shout hallelujah! Siva and gold belong to God. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, said a lot of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. Amen. Amen. Second Kings chapter 12. Wow, time is gone so much. Second Kings chapter 12, verse 4 to 16. 2 Kings chapter 12, verses 4 to 16. 2 book of Kings. Chapter 12, verses 4 to 16. I'll read from KJV now. And Jehoash said to the priests, 
all the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord, even the money of everyone that passeth the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that cometh into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the priest take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair the breaches of the house, wheresoever any breaches shall be found. Hallelujah. Jehoash was the king as of that time. Let me read that in NLT to bring some things home to you. Very much there. Amen. Second Kings chapter 12 I want to turn to the NLT now Hallelujah Second Kings chapter twelve. One day King Joash said to the priests, Collect all the money brought as a sacred offering to the Lord's temple, whether it is a regular assessment, a payment of vows, or a voluntary gift. Let the priest take some of that money to pay for whatever repairs are needed at the temple. Did he ask for tithes? Pardon? Check through your Bible. You can't see where they build or maintain temples with tithes. That was not the purpose. Let the priest take some of that money to pay for whatever repairs are needed at the temple. But by the 23rd year of Joah's reign, the priest still had not repaired the temple. So the king Joash called for Jehoiada and the other priests and asked them, Why haven't you repaired the temple? Don't use any more money for your own needs. From now on, it must be spent on temple repairs. So the priest agreed not to accept any more money from the people. And they also agreed to let others take responsibility for repairing the temple. Then Jehoiada the priest bored a hole in the lid of a large chest and set it on the right hand side of the altar at the entrance of the temple of the Lord. The priest guarding the entrance put all of the people's contributions into the chest. Whenever the chest became full, the court secretary 
and the high priest counted the money they had been brought to the lost temple and put it into bags then they gave the money to the construction supervisors who use it to pay people working on the lord's temple the carpenters the builders the masons the stone cutters they also use the money to buy the timber the finished stone needed for repairing the lord's temple and they paid any other expenses related to temple's restoration amen this money was not tight hello i said the money was not there were special collections in the temple whether vows or whatever they were hallelujah let me read in kjv for it was so that in the three and twentieth year of king jehoash the priest had not repaired the breaches of the house and the king called for Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said unto them and said unto them why repair ye not the breaches of the house now therefore receive no more money for your acquaintance but deliver it for the breaches of the house hallelujah hallelujah i can't we can't comment much on this because we don't really know what happened at of that time uh, because the money practically brought to the temple were not meant for the priest are you understanding they are not meant for the priest i don't know whether certain things went wrong at that time but this is why i've always told you building projects we never money will never be spent for pastor's house how many of you remember i've told you that go and check your accounts go and get a bank statement some we have i can display for you to see we never spend a cover of any money collected for building or printing we never divert it for pastor's convenience why it has a limit are you understanding it will amount to unfaithfulness to do so or whether you call it a care offering we never divert it to pastor's house never never but if the pastor is collecting a care offering and uses it to get take care of his children he's collecting money for himself are you understanding that's not because he loves the church a dime from my care offering has never come to my house never we never because i'm blessed I'm rich, I'm blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. 